Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We are thrilled to be joined by a real dick. Yeah. A uh, real, real jerk who yeah. uh, we're not going to take it from. Probably the most uh, hated his guest smug we've had. New Zealand shit. Yeah. Uh, he is the hilarious, the talented, the I legendary guess. Guess. Guy Montgomery. Yeah. Honored to be here as a, a man on the ground. Um, <laughs> just chicken in the heaven. What's it yeah. like? Making sure. My mad lads are doing okay over there. <laughs> <laughs> the mad lads. I cannot. Be- I just cannot believe how, just as a you know binary looking at the U.S. and New Zealand, how different things are going. Because the latest, the news story I woke up to or yesterday this morning was that yeah, New Zealand's economy has bounced back in the third quarter, surges out of recession in V-shaped recovery. Like it's all happening. It's all come. Everything's coming up Kiwi right now. That's right. And I, I would like to accept a huge amount of responsibility for that, injecting yeah. what limited disposable income I have into <laughs> your local cafes, occasional <laughs> flights to different cities, you know, domestic tourism, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. It is uh, life as usual in New Zealand. And I will right. say I'm honored and flattered that you guys are checking in with our news. Yeah. So really, has America bothered to keep their finger on the, the thrumming pulse of the oh, happenings yeah. of Aotearoa New Zealand, and then now you guys are schooled up, and you know, this is maybe a first in um, uh, transnational relations, but I, I barely know what's going on over there. Fellas, oh, really? <laughs> i got to tell you, <laughs> the amount of um, American, like pretty much since your election, remember that? Really efficient mm-hmm. little piece of democracy you guys exercised <laughs> over there. But since the outcome of that, there's just been like, it's like the entire nation has just been slowly turning the dial down. On the on US? On the oh, US. To the point that guys. like, if I skim read the local newspapers or g- generally the news, you guys, it's like, it's, it's really odd. I hadn't actually thought about it. But there, I mean, and I think part of it is that Trump's not been given the oxygen he once was. Right. It's sort of like this low-level thrumming anxiety, even from down here, has just has just been um, shown the door. Yeah, I think it's a combination uh, is, of being too much of a bummer to tell people about. Like, yeah, you know that that thing, that dumpster fire, still somehow the flames are getting bigger. I thought, yeah, I, how um, that was, yeah, that was the analogy I thought during your election. It was like America was voting between a um, a massive kerosene fire and a bucket of water. And right. you guys voted for the bucket of water, but it's, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not a big enough bucket. But yeah, I'm tapped now, into it, New Zealand for sure. Is this a return to what things were like before the Trump administration, or is this even quiet for uh, New Zealand's? <laughs> Honestly, American- the way that the way that uh, we are the, the way that people consume news and information now, I, I cannot cast my mind back that far for right? a, a rele- <laughs> yeah. relevant comparison. The but, before yeah. times. It, yeah. it it feels um like I haven't spoken to people in America for or actually you know been on a Zoom call with people in America for a while and it is a it is um because it, 
it's hard to not sound like a total ass when talking <laughs> about life in New Zealand. But it's just like, yeah, you just you're just doing your you're doing your business. You know, you're out and about, you're doing your business, and you don't have the same volume of time in which you're just looking at a computer for new information about what's happening. And so, I I feel less informed. And honestly, fellas, feels really good. Feels really good. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, do we do we look a little more dead behind the eyes than the people you've been uh, interacting with on a daily basis over there? Yeah, the energy's a little different. Uh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 great to be here. And you know, like it's it's a it's a process. But surely you got to be you got to feel as though you're turning some some sort of corner. The numbers are bad, and you're going into winter. <laughs> yeah, but we're turning the corner in the wrong direction. Uh, I know, but it's like you know, you got the, the knowledge. This must be the worst <laughs> corner, and then you think, well, once we're around this corner, surely there's a. A much God. more mild yeah. corner yeah. to come. And then we realize we're in a maze of just fucking <laughs> yeah. brutality. We're like, wait, they're just mo- it's just all corners and each one worse than the last. And then you wake up the next morning and you're uh Jack Nicholson from uh from The Shining, just frozen solid. Uh exactly. Yeah. Well, guy, we you are giving us life. Uh we appreciate you yeah. uh giving us a little beam of sunshine from Wellington uh, from is my Zealand. new Washington. Yes. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, they'll be, they'll be overwhelmed to hear that. I know. I know. <laughs> it took me, it took, took me a while for to build the courage to say that on Mike, but I did. Yeah. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, I searched recently, uh, uh for, uh, pregnant woman hormones. Uh-huh. Um, which uh-huh. uh, that is uh, that's something that my wife is going through right now. Okay, uh, mm. so we we're we're due in April, so I just wanted to you know search that and see uh, what kind of <laughs> things go on with that. How if you it's a, yeah, if it's a normal thing, how to deal with. It. But the stuff that's in Google is not very helpful. It's just like be funny, be caring. It's just like uh, <laughs> all right, well. You know, I try to do that like right before any, like, I start doing some like, hacks. I can do, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have any direct line connections to improve the mood? <laughs> yeah, right. So you did the crude dude Google search version of what to expect when you're expecting when you're like, <laughs> yeah, pregnant woman hormones. What do you got, Google? <laughs> What's, do what do I, I deal <laughs> with my wife's hormones? I don't get it. I'm just a simple man. I don't know what All to right, do yeah. here. We're five months out. I guess I'll acknowledge what's going on here. Yeah. Here we go. I guess wow. I should have so, ordered uh, like a book or something, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If to, uh, and also congrats, man, on your, yeah, your congratulations. first job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. First first kit. Wow, wow. Was that um was that a thing, a planned pregnancy within quarantine? I knew people who were like th- looking at it like, well, this is a sustained period where I might be able to be around for a long time, so should we have a child did that enter the thing or was this something that you were just always yeah. always happening or did pandemic have anything to do well with? we uh i mean definitely the pandemic had a factor in the timing of it for sure because we we did plan because we were like i'm usually out touring and on the road like a lot of weekends of the month and right now i've been home more than i ever have and i probably will be going into you know the new year and stuff like that more than usual. And mm-hmm. we were like, okay, I'll be here more. Like, this is one of those things where if I was on the road all the time, like that's just, that's kind of hard for her while she's yeah. pregnant and experiencing that. You know what I mean? So we kind of figured if we did it when we did it 
and uh, that it would be beneficial for for us both um, and be the most helpful for her like along the way. So that way I'm not just like gone and then she's just like dealing with like everything while being pregnant. So yeah, right. But she's been she's been great through the process, even even though I'm googling hormones and stuff. (laughs) It's it's more just like like it's it's a foreign thing to me because like we're both pretty even keel people. So it's just like a an adjustment, like, oh okay, this is like a this is like part of it. This is like a thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's good to just know what what to expect throughout the I should have got that book. I should have got yeah. what to expect when you're yeah. expecting. Gets real uncomfortable like- for uh for women towards the end of the of Yeah, the, that's what I've been yeah. reading and hearing about. Sleeping yeah. gets difficult. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Get that body pillow. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, I do highly recommend the body pillow for okay. sure. I'll look yeah. into it. Yeah, me too. I just I'm a side sleeper, and I learned that tip from my homegirl that was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> she was like, "You might want to try a body <laughs> pillow," because I remember it's like, "Hey, what's that thing?" She's like, "It's because I'm pregnant, and it helps me sleep more comfortably because my body is all growing in different directions." I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "You think that'll work for me?" Yeah, you're like, uh, uh, are, you done, are you done with that thing, or uh, can I buy that? All yeah, here? exactly. The second the child was born, I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'm coming to get that body pillow really quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, you don't want to say hi to the child. Oh, uh, no, 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 I'm here for the body. Cute kid, <laughs> give me the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> During this pregnancy, are you are your families based in LA, or do you have? Is your are your families like on completely other parts of the country? Because I know that's another thing a lot of people have been sorting. Yeah, so her family's in Northern California. Uh, it's about okay. five, six hour drive away. So if they need to come into town, it's not crazy, but it's still sure. you know a bit. But uh, my family's back in Kansas, so that's a either a very, very long drive. It's like a twenty five hour drive, or it's you know a a flight home. So yeah, yeah, right. we're gonna try once the baby's born to stagger their visits and stuff. Hopefully, sure. This stuff with COVID is uh, chilled out a little bit and everybody's a little bit more healthy. And, you know, we got right. four or five months away. So we'll, we'll see. I'm hopeful. Yeah. We'll see. And I, I like that. We just need to tell COVID to chill out. Yeah. Know, <laughs> it's like, take a, take a <laughs> chill pill, COVID. Come on, bro. Yeah. The fuck. We get it. Okay. We get, like, we it. get it. Dude. trash. Point made. <laughs> now you're just rubbing it in at this point. You're a sore right. loser at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What is something you think is overrated, Nick? Billionaires donating money. I think they get so much credit, and nobody ever donates more than they uh, have like increased their wealth. I just saw that um, story today about uh, Mackenzie. What's her face? Bezos. Um, Ex Bezos. Yeah. 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 So she had given $6 billion this year to charity. And they were like, isn't this incredible? And in Forbes, she was listed in July as um, having $30 billion. And then in September, this is this year. Then in September, she had $68 billion. Oh. Um, and then so she gave away $4 billion in that time. And it's like, thank you. And she said her goal was to give away half of her money, which is hilarious for a person with $68 billion to say that she only wants to give away half of it. And also, how can you say that and then give away such a smaller percentage of what you made? What uh, Half of what? Half of your okay, future well, me- earnings? It's just not time in the day to give away all this money. (laughs) Uh, uh, Nick, you got $4 billion laying around? That's what I thought. 
So you know what? <laughs> it is a lot of money. And sir. she does this for literally no work. She owns four percent of Amazon, and yeah. just that she gets in this time, she's gotten a um, billion dollars every three days. Just I mean, she. I would say she probably did it for more work in terms of more work than Jeff Bezos because she had to be married to that motherfucker for that many years. But uh, I do I, like these she didn't are the have sorts to be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, uh, totally. At a certain fair. point, you're kind of like, let me look at the clock, man. If I run this yeah. out a few more years, I can get half this bitch. Literally, okay, everyone okay. else in the world didn't marry him, so I'm not giving <laughs> any credit. <laughs> we, we all managed to do that. Uh, but Round of the the two things that they love doing is uh, getting credit for giving away their money and sheltering the fuck out of their money from go- from the government from any mm-hmm. like having to pay taxes, which is where it should actually be going. Like, yeah, the government will gladly take half of your money. Uh, they take half of a lot of people's money, uh, and it, who can't afford to fucking like put it in a tax shelter off off of offshore or whatever. Um, it's, so at the very uh, least, I want to, um, I submit to the Zeit gang, uh, let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's stop using Amazon. Boycott Amazon. Nick Turner yeah, said it. And when they kill me, you look back <laughs> to this episode of TDZ. Amazon's really the worst. It's bad. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I started boycotting last year and, uh, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Right. I got in yeah, trouble I think that's for probably boycotting what. this year and having to pay like $30 shipping uh, on something. Um, but you know what? We'll probably stop doing Worth the it. Audible ads too then. <laughs> now Audible on the other hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I love the Washington Post too. Look, not, it's not all terrible. Anyways, uh, we do want to get to Kirk Cameron real quick because uh, yeah. he's uh, he's part of the... You know, let, let's do something for the holidays and own the libs uh, situation. Yeah, why? You know, why? Why do this? This The Growing Pains guy that I only know, remember as the Growing Pains guy, uh, <laughs> he is attempting relevance yet again. But this time it's specifically to troll Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, Boom. look, while I love to troll the fuck out of like Gavin Newsom, uh, also, you know, please let me have uh, Kamala Harris's Senate seat. Or Diane Feinstein's <laughs> uh, Gavin Newsom. Let's talk. Um, this is a very specific take that they're they're going down. This battle with him that they want to do, which is about you know why are they stopping you know the congregations of people just because there's a pandemic that's transmitted through the air in enclosed spaces and could lead to death. I don't understand why they would ask us to do that. Nay, why would they make this a law or say that we have to do this? So. This dude has been doing some outdoor caroling, uh, just like full on meet me at a parking lot. I'm going to set up some PAs and we'll just yell into each other's mouths in the cold. (laughs) And he did the like he's I think the second one happened recently in Thousand Oaks at the Oaks Mall parking lot. And they were just the photos were like, yo, this is interesting. Like no masks Mm. and 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 singing. Um, uh, Sure. Uh, the police were called, in which they just came up, didn't give any citations, and were just sort of like, you guys should wear masks. And they were like, boo, and then they left. So 
this is all again so Cameron or Kirk Cameron can troll the governor and like like not even giving a fuck about these people. Like, sure, he's gonna bait no. these people in with the promises of like, hey, get your holiday jollies off with everybody, and like we can sing like you know, fa la 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 and all that shit. But really, he's just doing that behind the scenes. He's like, oh yeah, man, this is just to say fuck. Yeah, you this to isn't Gavin. about Jesus. Like yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will wear a mask, and I will be 70 feet away looking through binoculars. That's how Kirk Cameron was experiencing it. Yeah, but try and explain bananas without agreeing with Kirk uh, Cameron's worldview. Have you ever seen that video of him being like, no. oh, you don't think God exists? And then he holds up a banana and is like, explain this. <laughs> and it's like, huh? Uh, oh, oh, no. Yeah, Wait, yeah. so the logic being like, Wait, what does that mean? It's too perfect of a creation for a man to have created it. Even though, like, basically all fruits that we uh, consume these days have just been genetically modified and, like... (laughs) By man. Yeah, by By man. By humankind. Bananas were the size of your pinky finger before humanity started just, like, breeding all the biggest ones together. (laughs) And now we don't even have, like, bananas that, like, our our elders used to eat. Yeah. yeah, like we've got like we have like one banana on Earth now. Yes. <laughs> thanks, uh, Kirk. Can- or thanks, God, or God Santo, or Monsanto, or whatever the <laughs> fuck you are. Uh, shout out to that one banana doing all that work, though. Great, mm. great food. How well? I mean, do you think Kirk Cameron smokes weed? No, that no. feels like a. But I, but that I don't know. you're I mean, right. I mean, that is like look at this banana. Like he, I feel like he smoked weed once and saw God. He and talked in the to a guy who smoked weed once. I feel like right, is where right, right. He's coming from. Oh yeah, yeah. He met a white dude, a white pastor with dreadlocks, who's like a trippy <laughs> Christian like pastor. Yes. And he was just like, I don't know if you thought about a banana, Kirk. Like it's it seems like chaos on the outside and it doesn't <laughs> make sense. But when you peel it, it has the vital essences of things we need, like potassium and vitamins and 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 the fibers we need for our bodies sort of like christ's love and salvation from the outside it may look like this one thing but you really have to engage with it to understand its nourishment kirk god <laughs> all right i'm see you at the oaks park that was yeah. good. i'm in actually i'm gonna be at the <laughs> oaks mall uh, it's so yeah. easy to You'll make up me, that yeah, bullshit me at that was actually good yeah <laughs> i'll be there yeah i'll be at hillsong with justin bieber uh, this sunday where am i <laughs> yeah my i hear they're looking for new leadership white outfit yeah oh yeah because uh, that dude was uh, he said God was like making him cheat on his wife or some shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> tempted boy. him and he he fell down on the job. Yeah. Those boy. cool glasses. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. A story that was kind of unimaginable probably even a couple years ago is is now, uh, I don't know, hopefully this isn't the new normal, but uh, there is a former police captain who deput- was deputized, was funded with a quarter million dollars to try to track down the imaginary scheme that stole the election uh, yeah. from Trump. Is basically, exactly. Yeah. Of this man... Yeah. Is a fucking patriot who Thank was you. doing round the clock surveillance on the kingpin mastermind of a 750,000 fake absentee ballot scheme. Okay. And yes. he tried to fucking tell everyone this man, uh, I think he's like Mark, uh, Mark Anthony Aguirre. He was, he's like 63. 
he was watching this person who he believed with others in this group of patriots to figure out if this was the kingpin of this fake ballot scheme. They One day, this man leaves for work. Aguirre follows him, like crashes into his car to force the guy to pull over. When the, the man comes out, pulls a fucking gun out and holds him at gunpoint, gets him on the ground, puts a knee to his back. And while some other goons hopped out, take the guy's work van and take off with it. When the cops come, all to find out this guy is just a air conditioning repair technician. Nothing more. He is just a man who lived in a like a, a like a mobile home park or something where this guy was tailing him. And they decided this was the guy who had a bunch of ballots in his van, which is why they tried to get him when he was in his work van, only to find the normal things that a fucking AC repair tech would have in their van. And when the cops came, they were like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And the this guy, Aguirre, told the, the officer that arrives, like, look, man, you can be on the right side of history or the wrong side, man, but I'm telling you, this guy's blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, sir, like, you're under arrest. Like, what the fuck is this? This is like false imprisonment, like all kinds of shit. You're coming with us. And the thing that you're talking about, Jack, the quarter million dollars, yes, this guy was fucking funded to do this work to the tune of over $260,000. He got a $211,000 payment the day after this confrontation took place, just directly wired into his account. They're like, what the, f everyone's like, what the fuck is this money? Uh, yeah. It turns out he's saying, I'm working for the Liberty Center. Uh, and this is a thing that's funded by this guy, Steve Holtz, who's a huge mega donor to the GOP. And he was basically, you know how before the election we were talking about how there were 127,000 ballots in Harris County that were like the Republicans are trying to sue to get invalidated because they yeah. were in this drive through vote center. He was he was funding that legal battle uh, amongst many others. He was going all out to try and, you know, fuck the election up and also find evidence of fraud. This was his big thing. The Liberty Center's Facebook group was all about we're going to find this fraud. They were asking people on their website being like, yo, please give us money. We have all these investigations going. They cost like two hundred thousand dollars, a very specific number per investigation. We need this money. And this is where we're at. And. You know, apparently this man, Aguirre, was telling law enforcement at every level. He asked the uh, uh, attorney general of the state, he uh, like the heads of police departments, the Texas Rangers saying, this guy's got ballots, man. I'm watching him. You got to help me out with this. And they're all like, please stop calling here. Like, you can't just call in a fake crime and expect us to fucking go do something about it. And he was pleading with them. Which kind of brings me to an interesting point, which is what happens when you, if you're in law enforcement and someone is so insistent that a crime is occurring and them saying that they are also investigating, like at right. what point is their responsibility to try and figure out, wait, hold on, are you just going to harass somebody who's not doing a fucking thing because you're hopped up on like Newsmax and OAN conspiracy bullshit? So, yes, that is a weird thing. And I'd hope this is not the new normal, but it feels like some shit as we get closer to January 20th and these people like on the full Trump MAGA world train are like, Oh man, he's really going to pull a switcheroo on him on January 19th. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Dad went to get cigarettes and is not coming back. It's, it's truly wild how much just, you know, Republican donors are able to manipulate the reality of, of people who are in the thrall of, of that party. Like the, yeah. this reminds me for some reason uh, of the whole Tea Party movement and just 
you know, five, ten years on reading what was actually going on with the Tea Party movement being, you know, billionaires funding the whole thing and like doing grassroots organizing to get these people to do their bidding. It's also this is the charities that they are donating to. Right. This is right. when they say I did no donated five billion dollars. It's to QAnon. To Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. The Liberty Center. Yeah. Liberty's had such a bad run, just like from a PR perspective, <laughs> the word liberty. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I mean, even the that Star Meter is down. Yeah. Ever since uh, Rebecca Lobo left, I mean, the Liberty ain't been right. Mm. I'll tell you that. I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know, you know, where this goes, how this evolves, but it's truly like this weird, like, you know, these mega donors, they get off on just being like, I think I can get a bunch of like poor, useful stooges to like sow chaos. And I can kind of really? be like, yeah, watch me do that shit with money or other people's money rather than like substantively trying to actually like win an election, like, you know, get more people out there to try and uh, do some, you know, door knocking or whatever. It's like, nah, nah, I'm going to get a guy who is a cop to basically act like a fucking Steven Seagal character and maybe right. he'll manufacture some evidence of fraud and I don't care, but fuck it. Like, let's just do that. That's fun. Well, sit yeah. back and do that with my money. America just needs the very, the slightest of pushes to, uh, become violent like you know um right-wing ideologues like the that's you're just helping them do what they already want to do in this right case, I feel like. and a lot of experts are saying this whole rejection of the election results is basically like they're just saying oh this is what they're doing is they're accelerating radicalization of the party by doing oh this. absolutely yeah it's not just wonder- like Oh wow, they're they're not giving up. It's like no, no, no. Like even whether or not they know it or if it's intentional, is like the fact that the party line is now saying we're against reality is the one of the you know is a huge step towards fully radicalizing everything. And it's not like Trumpism. It's more just like GOP is just going like mask off with it because the, the Trumpism narrative is kind of like more than like I think. He was just the dude at the concert, the first dude at the concert to smoke a blunt inside when the security is like, hey, no smoking inside. And everyone's like, oh, we can right. smoke in here. OK, yeah, yeah, right. Because I was on that shit anyway, too. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. It's not that Trump is anything new. It's just like he's just he sparked up before everybody else did. And everybody else knew what time it was. Yeah, it was remarkable. After even after Mitch McConnell uh, acknowledged Biden as president elect, there's still 220 senators and congressmen. Uh, Congress people, excuse me, Republican who have yet to acknowledge it. Um, and I just wonder what would people be doing if there wasn't like just these people whose lives are spent doing QAnon, Proud Boy bullshit? Like, what if that was not there and no one had tricked them in going to a fun party once where it like, turned into ruin their lives? Like, uh, it's just such a fucking waste of time and, and energy and lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just a waste mm-hmm. of lives. Yep. Right. And a ruiner of family relationships. And yeah, there's, when there's so much that, unseen damage being done. It's hard. I get it just as a sports fan, right? Like, one of my teams, Arsenal, is fucking up right now. They are <laughs> comically bad. But, like, rather than read the posts that are, like, analyzing why it's so bad, even though they're objective analyses of like what's going wrong. I'd rather read the article where the, the staff at the club are saying, yeah, we're actually, we're, we expected all of this turbulence right now. 
and it's all part of the plan because you gotta we gotta get through this to reach the next evolution. Like it's the it's like an equivalent where it's like I don't want the objective or like just make me feel good or like less bad about the thing that I'm so attached to being bullshit. Right. Or at least on yeah. some like very humanistic, you know, like that's just our need to never feel like we're fully losing or, you know, because we we have this like sort of binary of winning or losing uh, in our minds, especially with politics, that it just turns into this thing where it's like, well, I ain't fucking losing. So if I'm not losing, then I'm choosing to follow Q. <laughs> Truck nuts are not the only thing that's in short supply. Brexit has people across the pond uh, as the... Mm -hmm. As the media cliche goes, uh, people in England are concerned about, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have shortages. Um, yeah, because they want to break up with the EU. They want yeah. to fuck around. And now they're like, well, we still need to, they still need to sort out a trade deal. Because right. they're like, okay, maybe politically we're not aligned, but like trade's a huge thing. And like, we need stuff from y'all and like, we're an island. So what's going on? Right now, that has not been uh, figured out, and if there's like a straight up no deal Brexit on that, it's going. It could be, it could lead to shortages, price hikes on certain things, but it kind of really underlines just how much of you know the, the global economy, you know, uh, and how much we rely on other countries for certain imports and things like that. Because if they don't have a deal in place with the EU, they're going to have to like revert to like World Trade Organization norms where there's like certain tariffs on things. And that could ch really change things for people in the UK. Things that, okay, so if they don't figure out a deal, these are some of the things that people in the UK will have a lot of trouble, well, not a lot of trouble getting, but they're, they're going to have to either pay more. Yeah. yeah, it could be a little pricey. For example, pizza dough is made from wheat varieties that they have to get from other places avocados and bananas most of that shit is imported so mm. that's another thing that millennials in, I mean, are look, not gonna every, be happy millennials will starve to death <laughs> i mean let's be real if yeah. there is no avocado toast or diamond industries for them to ruin dude and pizza, you're messing with my pizza now this is getting serious exactly <laughs> uh what about ham uh you can't get ham uh, if you're in the UK, because a lot of the good ham, like the loins and things like that are coming from across the, like from the EU, broccoli, tomatoes. That's another thing. Like, you know, the, apparently the UK only produces a fifth of the tomatoes that they actually sell within the country. Tomatoes. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. And, on... um, come on, UK, uh, Zeit gang. Let you us know. say potato, potato, I say tomato. Mm -hmm. Right. But, I think that's oh, how but, it goes. Uh, potato. How do you say it? Oh, Lift. also potato. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I think it's pretty. Uh, that's an elevator. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the so they also wine will be tough to get, but the things that they can get. So don't worry. You get plenty of mutton because that's all being grown Hell in the yeah. UK. Dude, uh, all about peas, that mutton life, carrots. Dude. Yeah, keep peas, carrots, and beets. Don't worry, UK. You're good. You that got was, plenty of those. They have this listed like it's a combination or that beetroot, peas, carrots, and beetroot. Uh, like those are core staples of, uh, is that just more popular in the UK than? Um, I like, mean, it could, I mean, beets are kind of having a, I mean, yeah. their renaissance kind of happened. Juice you know? stands are popping in the UK right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Okay. Okay. I think maybe because it's probably one of the things that they have a ton of. That's why they're just pointing out. It's like, look. We're good in the UK when it comes to beets, carrots, and yeah. peas, or bread. Uh, they say toast and chips. Don't worry about that because we got enough potatoes. Uh, you know, we can have scotch whiskey, uh, so we don't. We, we need to worry about wine. But the sad thing uh, is, lobster cod, like for and fish chips. and chips. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, unfortunately with cod for fish and chips, that's coming from Norway and Iceland. So Ooh. that's going to be a bit of a hit. Yeah. But lobster, they got that. They have toast and chips, lobster and chips, which as far as I know, aren't like the only thing I've ever heard of is co- fish and chips or cod and chips. So it, it feels like they're trying to start something here with toast and chips. Yeah, they're, it they're, seems they're like, weird. Don't worry, you can get this thing we just made up. Yeah, we we totally have lots of it. It's it's not a problem. Uh, plenty of that <laughs> where that came from. Um, don't worry, you, you won't want the fish and chips anymore. That's that's a thing of the past. No, uh, uh, we do have um uh well um we have a uh, peanut butter and chips and um, <laughs> oh yeah uh, lots of new things. They're exciting. You got to try it. Uh, I think I'm just gonna go to Nando's. Thanks anyway. Oh, but uh, yeah. But lobster, I mean, they I didn't realize they have an abundance, as they say in this Daily Mail article, of crab, prawns, and lobster. So you're good on the well, arthropods. Okay. Damn. Living that good life. I guess yeah. I guess they'll be fine after all. This would be enough to change my politics. I have traditionally been pro Brexit, uh, but yeah, yeah this, I know. <sighs> Which one did it for you? Was it the ham pizza. or pizza? Pizza. Yeah, it's yeah. dude, of course. Yeah. You don't mess with my yeah. pizza. Okay, <laughs> you've always yeah. said that. Uh, as long <laughs> as I've known you for Jack. the past hour, you don't do that. All right, that's crossing <laughs> the line where I'm from. That's right. <laughs> I I have uh, Miles. You were talking about having a little bit of a history with St. Louis. I lived in Columbia yeah. for the first uh, oh. three years of my marriage. Um, wow, many 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 miles from any uh, airport. So. Did yeah. a lot of spent a lot of time driving driving in Missouri. Why were you there for three years of school? Uh, my wife was going through medical school. Uh, ah, there. yes. So. Columbia's not bad. Columbia's a nice little college town. It yeah, is the definition of college. It college totally town. is. Yeah, we were like yeah. within earshot of the uh, football stadium, so you could just like ambiently get the. Uh, the vibes that I never had uh, in my college time because we didn't have like a big college football team, but yeah, yeah, um, decent basketball. That's though. nice. Yeah, yeah, decent, decent. Wait, what's the college? Is that Mizzou? Mizzou. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mizzou. yeah. My cousin went there. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that was in Columbia. Great Most journalism school. High school. Great. Brad Pitt went there, didn't he? Brad, I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. I believe that is on the uh, on the sign when you're entering the university. <laughs> Brad Pitt went here. <laughs> it's a statue of him like eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> eating nachos. Because uh, he's always eating. He's so good at eating, man. That guy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Did does not... he eat? Is he photographed eating a lot? Uh, well, he's think just of in any... his movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess like you're right. Any oceans film, Fight Club, snack, like you can all. I can always picture a moment where he's eating or taking a bite yeah. of something. Yeah, he's got to work that that chiseled jaw. You yeah, want to see it in action? Really draws attention to the chiseled jaw. Line. <laughs> yeah. I noticed Which it I'll, in yeah. Oceans, and then I like went back and like in Eat uh, Eat Joe Black, uh, Freudian slip, but Meet <laughs> Joe Black. He like there's a thing where he tries peanut butter for the first time. Like I, I feel like there are certain people who just have things written into their contract that they have to do, and eating is like, you know, show off the good. Tom Hanks, yeah. Tom Hanks, peas. We do, we do like to talk about that. He does. Yeah, John Cusack likes to be stuck in the rain. Um, (laughs) That's yeah. There's all sorts of. Some people say yeah, like. Tom Hanks just had a career in acting just for easy access to doing pee scenes yeah. for large crews. Yeah. Really One way or another, if he hadn't broken into Hollywood, he was going to get into the uh, porn game. 
because have you guys yeah, heard about that podcast where he fired a guy on um on the, the set of uh, Band of Brothers because he had dead eyes and this guy goes back to fi- it's the podcast was called Dead Eyes I just started listening to it it's what? hilarious <laughs> this guy it, it was like you know listed as like a podcast of the year and I just heard the first episode the other night but it's called Dead Eyes and this guy was like got his first acting gig um, in Band of Brothers and he was he's American he was over in London studying uh, theater and, and acting and he was really struggling to get a job over there and like out of nowhere, Band of Brothers starts casting, and it's like he, he has a chance as an American to get get a role, and he gets it, and then they take it. He calls everyone he knows. He's so excited. It's a speaking role. Like it's not – he has like 10 lines, but it's like huge, you know? Yeah. And um, And then he gets a call from the casting director that says you have to re-audition because Tom thinks you have dead eyes. And they're not – he wasn't supposed to find out he had dead eyes. That was a note from like the assistant wow. that told him that. And he goes <laughs> in, and he has to re-audition, and then he gets fired by tom hanks for having dead eyes so he's going back and like investigating it and finding out like what happened and um yeah and it's 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 really fascinating that's a whole new level of rejection because like that's that's you're being rejected by america's dad like you're it's (laughs) one thing to get rejected by your own dad but by the entire country the world's dad yeah, I don't know if I'm like what I'm feeling right now. Whether it's at like, wait, Tom Hanks is capable of bad, or also, am I putting I myself in dead eyes position? And I'm like, what? But I can't help my eyes. I mean, right. how can I undead them? Like, did he come in wild extra for well, the audition? Was like, oh my god, Sergeant Baker, uh, Captain Winters, we got it. We have to take that hill. Like, that was the curious part. I was I was confused as to why he didn't talk about his re-audition and how he tried to make his eyes more lively. I would think that that would be something you would move him more, but he didn't mention that. And then I Googled him, which when I was going through my Google searches for you guys, I saw his name and I go, who is that? And then I was like, oh, I, I Googled to see if he had dead eyes. And he kind of does. Like, oh, I no, see it in the eyes. pictures. They're That's a little why, bit sociopathic, yeah. a little bit like just like looking through you, which is not a bad thing. He's actually a really great actor, comedic actor. And uh, he's like a UCB guy and really accomplished. But um, he, he, in fact, I did see what Tom was talking about. But <laughs> I, I, I do think that maybe Tom has a bad side, you know? Like, I, I mean, yeah. We, on the we other didn't, hand, oh, Ellen, it's Connor you know, Ratliff. We could have never guessed. Yes, Connor Ratliff. Is is it okay? I mean, Tom Hanks is a producer on that show, and it's like on on the one hand, it's not great that it got back to him because that's <laughs> right. very personally insulting yeah. and something that he can do nothing about. It would sound like, uh, but that is kind of his job. Is if somebody is miscast or like doesn't isn't like reading on, on yeah. the screen. Like I, I kind of don't begrudge Tom Hanks, the ability to fire people for having dead eyes, especially because <laughs> it's a funny uh, thing as we, <laughs> as we've discussed, <laughs> I've always said that actually, uh, Tom Hanks can, yeah. uh, but he might've had that specifically stuck in his head because he was coming off of polar express where, uh, the <laughs> mocap, is right. specifically known for like giving Tom Hanks the deadest eyes that any <laughs> yes. movie character has ever had. Well, he uh, said he walked Jack, back into the room. You might have to ro- go on the show to get <laughs> offered in that perspective. Seriously, that I mean, that's a really good point. He said he walked into the re audition and um, 
he uh, and Tom's in there and he didn't recognize him. Be- he looked like shit. He said he was like he looked terrible and he has just gotten done filming <laughs> Castaway and so right. he had lost all this weight and and you know he didn't know what he was all skinny and like just like looked homeless for and right. um it just like I have you guys ever found out something about yourself that you weren't supposed to know like that like I oh, God, I try God. not to hear I would never. I'm not one of those people that wants to know what people really think stuff. about me. I would like yeah. to live yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the world where, you know, like I talk shit about people. So I assume ever people talk shit about me and it's like, it's their right. I don't, it's that whole phrase of like, it's none of your business what other people think about you. I try to like, I would, I wouldn't be one of those people that's like, if you could be invisible for the day, what would you do? Yeah, and right. I wouldn't like go to hear people talking about me ever. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. No. Not, not a good idea. But people like that. It's like a thing where like you're not – I mean like when you're susceptible to that, like it shows that you're very – like you can't live from your inside out. You know, like you're living yes. from the outside in. Everything that's happening outside of you is actually determining your internal space rather than coming from a place like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe my mouth is crooked, which is the thing yes. I've heard. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't give a fuck. That's just – that's what it is. Uh, and I don't care. But at the end of the day, like I can't see my own fucking mouth. So who gives a shit? Yeah, that's a good point. You can't. We're not meant to see our reflections, like ever. What? Yes, I was just gonna say, Miles has a great mouth. Not not crooked at all. As somebody who has a crooked smile, uh, pull up our performance review that you wrote up of me. (laughs) It's in there. Line one, bro. He wrote, "Bro, your mouth, dog." It just says, "Bro, your your mouth, dog." Um, yeah like when i've done the roasts you know like that's right, when right. you are subject to those those um things that you're like oh i didn't even know that right. about myself but people just the writer's room for those they just sit and stare at a picture of you all day and take oh. it apart and say like the worst things possible and it's really led me to be deeply insecure about things that i didn't you know i already have insecurities and then they find new things and right. um, yeah, like and one that comes back to haunt me all the time is like people said I look like Owen Wilson, which is I kind of did. Like I get it, <laughs> and the way you guys just laughed just confirmed it. That was no, it's, it's, it's just an absurd. Thing. Thing. I know it's absurd. But guess yeah. what, Nikki? Now I got to pull up a photo and really give it a gander. Like we totally like wow. yeah we oh yeah wow. I, I gotta work on an impression of him that would be killer. <laughs> but I he is a he's like a, a feminine looking man, so I'll take For it. Sure. Um, but that one's come back to haunt me a lot and i definitely did see it and i was like oh you know i gotta i like booked a um an appointment f- with a uh plastic surgery person after the roast to like go <laughs> yeah. like oh, fix man. some stuff it was wild i spent so much money uh. on d- different dumb stuff uh just to like you know it, and then and then they'll make fun of you for looking plastic so it's like you can't win but right. i did have dead eyes for a while um when I, I got, like, Botox, that really does kill your eye. Like, that's – that's talk about dead eyes. Right. And now it's all gone. Right. It's, like – it's – with COVID, you can't have any more touch-ups. So I'm, I feel so good, like, having my face just, like, being able to move again and back to normal. Because <laughs> I've, I've – right, yeah. Right. Did you feel like uh, there was any diminished uh, feeling like emotions? I've read that that's something that happens where when your face is frozen, you're less able to even feel the emotions because it's a two way street. Did you you notice that? No, you know, I already have a hard time feeling my feelings. So I think that I was already just like uh, it was probably just 
felt pretty Super good on top of that. Yeah. I, yeah. But I did cry. I was on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire right before the pandemic, like right when it happened that week. Oh, wow. It was like the one of the last things that filmed before everything shut down. And I had a lot of Botox in my face and I cried on that show. Like it's so weird that I, I don't cry. But when the, the camera was in front of me and it was a real cry, it wasn't for the camera. Like I accidentally said the wrong answer. And uh, like I locked in the wrong answer, you know, it was between two things. And I was like, it's not this. I know it's not this. It, and then I said, you know, B final answer. And it was what I was saying was the not. it. Oh, so no. everyone knew like I had just fucked up and I go, no, and I'm screaming and I and I cry because it's like I, I it was just because I just didn't take my time. And I had just gotten done telling uh, Jimmy Kimmel, the host, that I really want to be patient and and think and and. Um, oh, no. and, and I was just so oh disappointed God. in myself. So I started crying and it looks like I'm fake crying because my face can't move. It's just like a <laughs> tear falling out of a frozen face. And, uh, and that's when I was like, uh, you gotta get that stuff out of you until, uh, right, right. <laughs> until the next roast and <laughs> someone makes you feel bad again. Uh, by the way, Polar Express 2004, Band of Brothers 2001. So okay. maybe Tom Hanks should have, uh, worried about his own dead eyes a little bit more and <laughs> yes. less about your boy's dead eyes. <laughs> All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. One thing I was looking at, it was interestingly enough, is the New York Times uh, devoted a bit of page space to the trend, the pandemic trend of squirrel tables. Um, have you guys what? seen this? The squirrel table sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> no, I've not seen the squirrel tables. You haven't seen these kinds of memes or like not memes, like, but I felt like at the very beginning of lockdown, I was definitely seeing these like videos and images of people creating like picnic benches for squirrels that they would put on trees or fences and like just be like, oh my God, look, the squirrel's eating at this table I made and it's eating sunflower seeds. And people were just getting giddy by being like, I made a cool restaurant for a squirrel. Um, oh, okay. That's kind of th- cute. This isn't. Am I, I'm really the only one that was tapped into the world. I was of like, this tables. does not ring any kind of bells for me. You were it, what? What's your algorithm? I don't know, man. I think it's like <laughs> it's it's it, it like modulates between like European soccer, NBA, weed, like hip hop beats, and then like moments that'll make you cry because you skipped therapy this week. Um, <laughs> but this one, this the trend. So as they're saying, they really tried to. Dial like dial in where the origin of this trend was. They said the trend seemed to have started in March. Quote, when Rick Kalinowski, an unemployed plumber in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, posted a series of pictures of a squirrel feeder in the Facebook group All About Squirrels. In one widely shared picture, a squirrel sits at the table attached to a fence and grasps peanuts in its little hands. Um, now, just a quick history about squirrels, which I didn't know. I just thought they were things we have lived with a long time. Apparently, like, we got very close to, like, eradicating squirrels from cities uh, because mm. people were just like, oh, these are crop pests or, like, they're game. Like, they're not for fucking jump- hopping around our, our neighborhoods <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but they had a nice rehabilitation in the mid-1800s uh, mm. in places like Philly and Boston. They began reintroducing squirrels to, like, the urban environments to, quote, beautify and enliven the urban landscape at a time when American cities were growing in geographic extent, uh, population density, and cultural diversity. And then once the urban park came along, it was mm-hmm. Frederick Law Olmsted bestowed yeah, he, upon us. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we all know. I mean, we all have the tattoo. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> squirrels basically, once like we have more parks, they really began finding their place in like trees and in suburbs and in cities. So now mm-hmm. cut to like us living vicariously through these tiny animals. Uh, this sounds like something that my my like aunt would post to Facebook and be like, now this is true bipartisanship. There are some things we can all agree on, and it's that a squirrel on a table makes me laugh. And look at him eating today. My best customer, Thelonious Chipmunk, um, <laughs> which I think is this, a name of a famous squirrel. This is much kinder to the squirrel than some of the YouTube squirrel clicks i've gone after which are people who are unhappy with squirrels taking their bird their bird seed oh yeah no this is a yeah and and there is some true hilarious depending on (laughs) you know mean um obstacle course aficionados that have like really taken it to squirrels because as anyone from the midwest like myself knows they will get that bird seed right no matter what they will find a way they will get the bird seed well, going going off this, I want to make a quick uh, YouTube recommendation. There's a channel I learned about recently called James Blackwood, the Raccoon Whisperer. He's a guy that lives in Nova Nova Scotia, and it's just f- truly thousands of videos of him feeding raccoons peanut butter sandwiches every single night. It, the raccoons are gigantic, and they love him, and he has them on a schedule. And wow. it's just, if you want to see an, a retiree feed like 30 isn't raccoons. The, isn't this how Grizzly Man died? There's a channel. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's so, it's, the raccoons are so, because they have fingers and hands, and it's cute. And, oh, I, so that's, yeah, that's yeah. all. There's a whole. Cl- he has four hundred thousand subscribers. Is Werner Herzog gonna narrate that too? <laughs> it's like with the squ- the st- raccoon man. He <laughs> came to their hunger ultimately. He um, uploads twice a day. It's just like, and all the damn. videos are called like "Mobbed by Raccoons." Tuesday, November third, twenty twenty. Twice a day. <laughs> this guy is a content machine. Really, yeah, we think we release a lot. Well, he's going twice a day, no days off with the raccoon content. I will say this like, people are, I mean, it's nice to see people product like be productive in their time off. At least, like, they're being like, I'm dedicating my time to at least feed some animals rather than like poisoning (laughs) the raccoons or or fucking squirrels and shit like that. But I, I posted one of the pictures from this article. People are making like full on charcuterie boards for squirrels. And that's where I'm like, Look, I get it. If, if it's a hobby and helps pass the time, like I'm not going to judge you. But like I'm looking at that, I'm like, yo, I'm too greedy with my food to ever put a platter out for an animal who won't give a fuck about the presentation. I'm I mean, sorry, honestly, for at that point, I feel like that's people doing it more for content than for the animals, right. which is annoying. They're like, oh, isn't this funny? And you're like, I guess, whatever. More like shark. <laughs> you're, you're no raccoon whisperer. More like charcuterie. Ooh, Ooh, that that has to be a fucking Instagram page, I'm sure. It's like showing the best of people. I didn't like want to step boards. on. I didn't want to step on Jamie's raccoon mention. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't pause. interrupt my me pause. when I'm talking about the raccoon whisperer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, credit to all these people. I mean, uh, look, if if just because we can't dine out doesn't mean we can't create that experience for our squirrel friends. True, yeah. guy. I'm actually curious. What is the like what? What are what would you say the national consensus in New Zealand is around UFOs, uh, aliens, like as compared to what you've experienced in America? 
Um, we we just we struggle to do anything on the same scale as you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's such a nice way of putting it. Uh. We, <laughs> we don't have a Roswell, right? Um, this time last year, actually, I visited. I I I was in Ros. I visited Roswell, New Mexico, and it was um like you know they sort of like ah uh, people said they saw something that got heavily debunked here 60 years ago. Why don't we brand our entire town around it? But here it's like, it's, it's probably just, um, there's nothing, there's nothing in the mainstream. You know, you yeah. talk to a few people who, who are hobbyists who sort of very like low level fringe conspiracy theorists who, who get excited, but it's, it's not really a, a feature of discourse. Right. What about over there? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. We're all I, in, baby. I will say, <laughs> I dabble a little bit, and there's some yeah, wild, yeah. Uh, there's well, some now, wild, there's some wild sightings uh, off the coast of yeah. Australia, N- and now it's in the southern um, hemisphere. It's it's almost like an exit strategy for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like this, I need this, this to be true has to be real. Yeah. <laughs> it has to. It's the only fucking explanation. <laughs> um. Well, just an update uh, that John O. Brennan, uh, very close to having my same name, was uh, <laughs> CIA, but the O is a middle initial. Um, he was CIA director under Obama, uh, so a completely you know, evil and manipulative monster, uh, but someone with the highest security clearance. Like He probably knows who killed Kennedy and all the where all the bodies are buried, all that good stuff. Uh, but... The surprising thing here is not just that he's like open to the possibility that UFOs are the result of intelligent life, but also like how mysterious and completely wide open the whole thing seems to him. Like there's (laughs) one point he says, uh, life besides what's in the States, meaning like that other, it seems to imply that other uh, countries might be, uh, aware of different for- life forms that we're not aware of. And then he okay. says that there might be life defined in many different ways uh, and something that we don't yet understand that could involve some type of activity that some might say constitute a different form of life. So it's like he's opening the door to, I don't I don't know if it's robots or what. It's what, a like, fucking what? TED talk at Burning Man? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, bro? Just fucking tell me what it but is. This is a fucking CIA vague. director. It's a fucking a, uh, but he just sounds like in a us. third grade classroom. He it legit sounds like us when we first saw those videos. He's like, you know, I think we should be open to everything. Those videos are fucking mm. wild, man. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Essentially. He's like, I don't know. When people talk about it, is there other life besides what's in the States, in the world, the globe, life is defined in many different ways. I think it's a bit presumptuous and arrogant for us to believe that there's no other form of life anywhere in the entire universe. What that might be is subject to a lot of different views, but I think some of the phenomena we're going to be seeing continues to be unexplained and might in fact be some type of phenomenon uh, that is the result of something that we don't yet understand, and that could involve some type of activity that some might say constitutes a different form of life. Okay, okay, you cryptic fuck. As if being the head of the CIA wasn't enough. You're like, it might be. So- could it, it? Wouldn't it be hilarious if, it, like, we were just so wrong scientifically that, like, something like, oh yeah, water's aliens. 
<laughs> and we're like, what? Right. They're like, yeah, what the fuck do you think? Like, that's the whole reason shit's popping here is because of water. That shit is aliens. That's the aliens, the water. Drinking aliens? Yeah. (laughs) My body is 80% alien? Alien, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't, that the way he's speaking it, it's almost like his mind's been fucked. Like, he's totally had his mind blown. Uh, Like, someone who's like, just has like the calm of like seeing, like zooming out to a point where you're like, Honestly, exactly. man, like clothes don't even fucking matter, dude. After the shit I've seen, it's real higher plane of consciousness, sort of galaxy brain stuff, right? Yeah, Which is right. Just yeah. Like, it's like hearing anyone who is a, a very specific expert at a thing try and explain it to you in layman's terms, and you're like, you can see that their brain is working overtime to try and articulate it in a way that's accessible. But what comes out and is just completely just sort of, fails. Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> there's no there's no forward just a penetration. Word salad. It just keeps going out to yeah. the sides. A word salad where the crouton is the word phenomenon. You just yeah. <laughs> use the word phenomenon like punctuating every couple of bites with that phenomenon crunch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If you took the phenomenon out, it would just be a wet mess. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the CIA did you know during the Cold War uh, have a habit of dosing each other with LSD uh, mm. for you know a, as a bit kind of, uh, and also <laughs> because they thought it Pretty might cool be. Bit. A way to control people's minds. I call it mind control. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, maybe maybe he's dabbled. It sounds a little bit like uh, somebody. It does. Yeah, like you said, had their third eye opened a little bit. Right. It's guy who came back from a shroom trip for the first time. Yeah. Who like really just even decided to like look at a problem with this set, like with this vocabulary of just being like, Mm. you know, when someone goes like, I don't know, it's weird, like. Some people call it pain, and I realized if you zoom out a bit, it's a sensation. And then from there, we fork off to say whether or not that sensation is pleasure or pain. So I take a view even further back that that's sensation, not pain. And this guy's like, you know, this first line that he says, I think it's important for analysts to to do uh, the important thing for analysts to do is not go uh, into this type of challenge, either discounting certain types of possibilities or believing in advance that is likely X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so that's such a good articulation of hallucinogens. It's just like, it's just a person yeah. pushing zoom out on their perspective of life. Yeah. And some whoa, people, whoa, they whoa. just get their finger caught on the zoom out button until like, they can't <laughs> get their <finger. laughs> They're like, get your get the command minus key. You know, the text is too small now. <laughs> if anyone wants to, I think one thing we're learning here is that if anyone wants to immobilize John O'Brennan or render him moot for like seven months, they just have to introduce him to the Joe Rogan podcast because this motherfucker (laughs) would love the Joe Rogan podcast. Or he's like too hard for Rogan. He goes on there and goes, dude, you're full of shit, dude. You don't even fucking know. You don't even fucking know. You're out here with your fucking Navy SEALs who run marathons. You're fucking stupid, man. What's this podcast even, you fuck? I I can't be here, man. I can't even fucking be here right now with the shit I know. Like, oh, my God. I talked to this journalist uh, who I want to... He's like a historian journalist who I want to develop a a podcast with. And ahead of our call, he had, like, clearly just, like, tried listening to podcasts a couple times for the first time. And that was his exact vibe. He was like, Joe... Listen to Joe Rogan. What the fuck is that? Like he was just so unimpressed. I was like, yeah, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that necessarily. Uh, but he's yeah. like, what the fuck is that, man? That's the future. Whoa, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, Holy shit. Elon Musk smoked a blunt on there. 
I mean, damn, dog. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.